France is a country with a lot of rules. It can take a lot of conversation and sometimes even arguing to get anything done. And when you do, it's often exceptionnellement, meaning exceptionally. So one of the original inspirations for this podcast came from the phrase exceptionnellement and the culture of exceptions in France. As a foreigner living here, you often feel even more like you're a square peg in a round hole, and you never really fit into the boxes that the French seem to draw around themselves. So you're always trying to find exceptions to the rule. Our first episode looks at rules in a celebrated and renowned French industry, wine production. Welcome to Does Not Apply, the podcast where we talk about the exceptions and the stories behind them. I'm joined in the studio today by our producer, Sophie Stuber. Sophie, I see you have a bottle of Bordeaux Superieur. Could you could you open that? Are you, is that the plan? Yeah, I was going to see whether I can open this as fast as I can explain what we're going to be talking about today. So basically, in France is fiercely protective of its agricultural rules. And especially for wine, they have this thing called Appellation d'Origine Contrôlée, which basically is, stands for, it's AOC is the what they call it. And that means that you can only produce certain things, and so this case wine, in certain terroirs, certain areas with certain types of grapes. And they're very protective of this rule. They say that French wine is really based on all of this. You know, this is a lot harder when we only have a wine opener with one arm. It's a classic <laughs> one arm, one arm I'm, uh, bottle opener. But we will make do. <laughs> You're really struggling. <laughs> do you want me to try it? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go. You just continue explaining. Yeah. Ça va? Why does it not go down? That was nice. That was solid. Okay, well, continue, Sophie. So, while pouring. Basically, for at least almost the past hundred years, all good French wines are in this sort of AOC rule. However, climate change is messing with um, some of these rules because the seasons are getting hotter, which means that grapes that were traditionally grown in certain regions aren't able to grow as well anymore. So this is a big problem. And so recently, the National Institute of Origin and Quality, which they call the INAO, decided that they're going to make an exception and allow seven new types of grape varieties to be in Bordeaux wines. Pretty impressive that you just did all of that while opening, well, trying to open a bottle of wine. <laughs> Attempting. So we went to go see what it's all about. And we drank a lot of wine. We drank a lot of wine. Cheers. We got picked up from the train station in Longon by Charles Estager. I chose Malhomme originally because it's the first vineyard in Bordeaux that already has plans to plant one of the new authorized grape varieties, Toriga Nacional, starting next spring. As we drove around the vineyard, Monsieur Estager gave us the tour. Là où d'ailleurs on pense planter cette, ce nouveau cépage. Behind the chateau is where they'll be planting the new Toriga Nacional grapes. So the idea for a while has been to try different Mediterranean grape varieties that are better adapted to a hotter climate, like Bordeaux might see in 50 years or so. So Mauro May chose Toriga Nacional because it has a lot of the qualities that they're looking for in their Bordeaux. De la couleur, qui donne de la matière, mais également de la finesse. Color, body, and also finesse. 
Tariga nacional can also be planted in a lot of different types of soils, so it's much more versatile. I asked Monsieur Restager if it had been a difficult decision to start incorporating a new type of grape. He told me it was an easy decision. Malrome restructures its vineyards every year, what they plant and where. So for now they're only planting one hectare of Tariga nacional. If it does well, they'll plant some more in a few years. So I asked whether the Torriga Nacional would change the taste of the Bordeaux at Malvomet. Even with only 10% in a bottle, he said it would. Torriga Nacional is fruitier and a bit more round than a Cabernet, which is a little harsh sometimes. It won't be a Portuguese wine. Changing the grape varieties is difficult. Bordeaux is based on an identity of taste and grape variety. So as we walked around the vineyard, Monsieur Estager talked about adaptation techniques. He really sees adaptation as the best way to combat the effects of climate change. Après les vendanges, on, on travaille beaucoup les sols, justement, mais dans cette optique de, de, de... We talked about different methods for turning the soil, leaving more shade and foliage protection for the vines. Monsieur Estager really does not want Bordeaux to evolve into a new type of wine or dominant grape variety. When someone buys a Bordeaux, they want Merlot and Cabernet, he tells me. Les cépages bordelais classiques, pour les rouges, c'est le Merlot. Et puis après, ça se répartit en Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon. He doesn't want Bordeaux to abandon its AOC varieties. But when they can innovate, within the constraints of a rule. That's interesting, he tells me. So if Malromé is authorized to try other so-called interesting grape varieties that happen to be resistant to heat, it evolves Bordeaux wine. Before visiting Malrome, I wasn't too familiar with the nuances of Bordeaux. We did get to try one, however. Okay, so what we're tasting here is what they call the Esprit Malrome. C'est dominante Merlot, hein, puisqu'on parle des cépages. 60% de, de Merlot. So after visiting Malrome, I really wanted to learn more about how climate change is affecting vines on a scientific level. Right in the city of Bordeaux is an experimental vineyard that's planted with 50 different grape varieties. Researchers at the Institute of Vines and Wine study how different types of grapes respond to heat, drought, and other effects of climate change. I spoke to Mark Gowdy, a scientist there. I'm a PhD student at the University of Bordeaux, studying the effect of changing climate on vine and vineyard water use. And as a researcher, what do you think about the INAO decision to authorize these new grape varieties? Not only is the cause unprecedented, but these agencies 
tend to be very strict about controls and there isn't normally a lot of leeway provided for working outside of those rules. So this this is certainly noteworthy. It's allowing for growers to experiment with other varieties, a variety from Portugal like Trigo Nacional or Tinto Cao might actually perform better in Bordeaux or whatever region in 2050. And do you think that changing the grape varieties is the only solution? I think growers can do a range of things to adapt to climate change. And our research might help inform a lot of those different things. They can start by potentially modifying the design of their vineyards. Crops that aren't so densely planted might be able to utilize the existing water a little better without experiencing so much stress. Let's call it a nuclear option to change the varieties. Wait, a nuclear option? Bordeaux has an identity in terms of people have come to expect what a Bordeaux wine tastes like. They have the challenge of producing a wine that's going to taste the same because that's where their market is. That's going to take a lot of experimentation on the part of growers. And that's sort of beyond the scientific realm, you know, working in a laboratory like we do. It's almost a generational sort of process uh, to really understand how different varieties are going to um, uh, respond. From a scientific perspective, I guess, I think it's great that the flexibility to experiment is being provided and that it's being given sort of proactively so that growers have some time to do the work that's necessary. So after my conversation with Mark, I really wanted to find someone who had years and years of experience of winemaking in Bordeaux. I found Philippe Baldet, whose family has been making wine at Vignoble Baldet for generations. Hello. I called Philippe Bardet to see how the production of these high-end wines has been affected by climate change. I was also curious about whether a vineyard that produces this really top-tier wine would be willing to make exceptions to change the grape varieties, even when they are authorized. So at Vignoble Bardet, what are you doing to combat climate change? We have known for a long time that we will have to adapt. Now it is hotter. It is a little drier. Wines are a little sweeter. We must use more of our savoir-faire, patience, and hard work to accompany climate change. So what does that involve? Our new techniques accompany the changing climate. We plant vines up higher now instead of close to the soil, and we work to give life back to the soil. The yearly variations in climate and weather are much more important than the general long-term trends due to climate change. Every year, the vineyards in Bordeaux adapt to the climate and to accommodate the tastes of consumers, ensure that our wines taste the same. So do you have any plans to try any of these new recently allowed grape varieties in the future? 
we must always anticipate. We try other grape varieties to see how they respond. Although we don't see the full effects of climate change in Bordeaux yet, we plant vines for results in 40 years. Having a lot of time is crucial to making quality wines, and it is very effective against climate change. We've already started using more Cabernet. There are other grape varieties like Petit Verdot and Caminère that were originally abandoned because they ripened too late. Now we need varieties that ripen late. So naturally, we will use these. We modified the law to include grape varieties that are not traditional in Bordeaux. But Vignol Bardet we're not changing because it is obligatory, but because of our curiosity. So we can try varieties that are interesting and correspond to the tastes of consumers. Right, because customers of saint emilion expect their wines to taste a certain way. saint emilion is renowned for being top quality, so we must have vines that are quite old. To see what grape varieties will be interesting in 20 years, we must plant them now. So climate change is an important factor in deciding which new grape varieties we should try. Today, Merlot is a very commonly used grape variety. But before my grandfather's generation, Merlot was hardly used. We planted Merlot to accompany the changing tastes of consumers. And now, to accompany climate change, we are capable of planting other varieties besides Merlot. Ah oui? The changing taste of consumers is much more brutal than the effects of climate change will be. In the past, when consumers decided they preferred red Bordeaux, we had to change our grape varieties in 10 years. I can guarantee climate change will not happen that fast. The decision in Bordeaux shows that even rigid AOC regulations do allow some room for exceptions. Sometimes. As the effects of climate change become more extreme, the rules might also have to be more flexible. The vines planted now will mature in a very different climate than we see now and the AOC rules might have to adapt as well. Thanks for listening to Does Not Apply. Music by Blue Dot Sessions and Jam Man. On our next episode, we'll go to Brazil, where one dancer is defying ballet's classic traditions.